What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. Run by yours truly, the Bear of Texas, although I didn't really need to say who I am because you all know who I am. And ladies and gentlemen, you all know that I love you. Your love and support means the world to me. Thank you once again because without you, this show would not be happening. So let's get on with it. I'm sure that some of you have already listened to my previous episode about the Manchester Derby, but now let's go on to something a little bit, little bit more, well, exciting. <laughs> and I say exciting because at least both teams are very far more superior. At least this one can give us somewhat of competition, right? Because the Manchester Derby, of course, as we know, is completely one-sided because, just like that, Manchester City embarrasses Manchester United. Now, on this one, in the traditional El Clásico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona, well, I honestly kind of thought that Barcelona would actually have this one all in their favor, but uh, Los Blancos decided otherwise. I don't know if I should say Real Madrid decided otherwise, or if the one and only Jude freaking Bellingham decided otherwise. (laughs) Because Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, once again comes up huge, comes up clutch in such a heroic, spectacular fashion, and Real Madrid got the win. I kid you not, folks, I was talking to my buddy, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Joshua Swain, who does such a fantastic job keeping me updated with the scores because, of course, I'm at work. Now, unfortunately, the game was at 9 in the morning, and while we had the TVs on, I guess the manager in charge just decided, nah, we're not going to put... We're not going to put that game on. Well, there was no customers there anyway, so I couldn't just go out and ask him because then again, you know, it, it kind of makes it look like if I asked him to put this game on, that I would be distracted from my work duties. So, But thank you, Josh. And, you know, and, and ladies and gentlemen, Josh McSwain, I mean, this dude, I mean, God bless this guy. You know, God, God bless Steve. God bless David. God bless Uncle Matt. I mean, Rod Angeles. I mean, everybody that's been a huge part of this show. God bless all of you. You know, especially those out there, you know, Vatty FC, Dr. Darkstroke, you know, everybody that's been so kind of watching and listening to my content, thank you all so much. Love you guys. But, so Josh basically, uh, around halftime, he, he kind of gave me uh, a unique a unique analysis. Because, you know, Josh, much like me, is unique, and he's unique in his own way. So he kind of gave me his analysis. He felt that Barcelona kind of got away with something that, should have been resulted in, in a red card. I'm not sure if he was referring to Barcelona or Real Madrid. I, 
obviously I don't have my phone with, uh, phone on me because, you know, you, you talk about being distracted from your duties. Well, my cell phone is uh, obviously uh, the number one factor to that. But the fact that after only, you know, after one half that it was, you know, one nothing, I mean, that actually surprised me because I felt that, re that Barcelona would be up two nothing at the very least. So I said to myself, well, I told him, well, maybe, maybe Jude Bellingham will save the day. And the way I phrased it, I literally said, and I quote, Jude Bellingham to save the day? And I put a question mark. So that's why I sent Josh. And Josh said, maybe. So then after that, it kind of goes quiet for a little bit. And then, you know, of course, you know, I'm, you know, continue, continue to do, you know, my, my, my job at work. You know, it, it's, it's been a very, very stressful week at work, you know. But welcome back from a hard, you know, from a well-earned vacation. And, you know, it's, it's been a lousy week with lousy tips and... Oh, anyway, I gotta, I gotta stop thinking about that. But <laughs> so Josh texts me once again that I took the score. It's tied. Jude Bellingham. So Josh, at first said that I called and I said, well, there's still plenty of time left to play. So if, if we're gonna say that I called it, that would be assuming that Jude Bellingham scores the game winner, and of course he did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, and I should mention that. Coming in this game after the after Real Madrid's previous uh, Champions League match, it was actually reported that Jude Bellingham had picked up an injury and that he was considered doubtful for the El Clasico. Well, he started this one and he pulled through big time. So I think it's safe to say that Jude Bellingham is not suffering any ill effects whatsoever. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and I spoke to my buddy uh, Steve Adams about it, and you know, honestly. He's just, you know, he's just, you know, far beyond impressed with with Jude Bellingham. I think I think we all are. <laughs> Jude Bellingham is just really making an impact, the sort of impact that's never been done before by an English player playing for Real Madrid. Now, of course, some people say, "Have you forgotten about David Beckham?" I'm like, "Yeah, David Beckham made it made his own impacts, but Jude Bellingham is making impacts in his own way." So, it's good to see that Jude Bellingham is doing is doing something great just like that. So, you know, and the fact that this game took place at Barcelona, I mean, I kind of felt like that gives Real Madrid the disadvantage because, you know, Barcelona's kind of really, I mean, they're really getting better again, you know, so, and I've said time and time again that it's honestly, it's beneficial for Real Madrid to be, for Barcelona to become a competitive opponent again, to be a worthy opponent because, you know, the traditional El Clasico, it's built on true competition. So, I'm still never good for, for how long. Barcelona dominated the rivalry, so, so yeah, I want some steady competition, uh, if, if if you will. So now I'm gonna take a look at taking a look at the lineup. Now taking a look at the highlights. I mean, the highlights said one thing, so, but, um, but but, but looking at uh, you know, seeing um, Capa actually, you know, be a goalkeeper, you know, that really didn't. Uh, that were that really wasn't a bit of a surprise because you know you know keep Capa Arizabalaga. You know, I knew that going into this one, he was gonna—he was really gonna need a, a good game, and which he which he did have. So, you know, and I said that it's not only the goalkeeper that's gonna have to have a, the good game, but you know, the whole entire the whole entire uh, squad. I mean, because again, this is a team effort. And I look at the the, the lineups from from both, and you know, at first you know, seeing that uh, that Robert Lewandowski was actually not in the starting lineup. I mean, that that kind of tell me something, and. And Robert Lewandowski did actually end up coming in the game in the 61st minute. So I'm not entirely sure why he didn't start. Uh, I'm not sure if he was still dealing with some sort of injury. Uh, 
But, you know, in, in the injury report, he, he was not listed in it. So, obviously, because he, he was obviously in the, well, he was on the bench. So, I, I'd imagine that he was cleared to go. So, I would imagine that as a precaution, I guess he was not as a starter. Which I totally respect and I understand. I would have done the same thing. So, now, seeing that Jules Koundé, the French defender, now, he, seeing that he didn't start, I mean, that was a bit of a surprise. But, you, you see Gondogan, you know, see uh, Pablo uh, Gaviria, you know, seeing those guys, you know, and... Fermin Lopez and Firan Torres and Jao Felix. I mean, you know, I still say, you know, th this is definitely a respectable lineup for uh, for Barcelona. But you know, it, you know, seeing a, but seeing, you know, Rafinha also was was even starting, and so that again, a, a lot of uh, a lot of a, a lot of surprises. I mean, we talked about some surprise moves, you know, in the starting lineup. You know, I'm looking at you know Real Madrid. I mean, I was actually bummed out that. Eduardo Camavinga didn't get the start, but I was like, but I, but I was like, okay, you know, maybe maybe we'll, we'll see how things go. So, and the interesting part is that the formations were different. So for Barcelona to to go with three defenders, four midfielders, one forward, and then two strikers in the front was was the way to kind of basically combat Real Madrid was using utilizing four defenders and then one midfielder, which was Aurelien Chouameni, and they have three forwards in front of them with two strikers in the in the very front. She so had Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. in the front two, and then you had Valverde, Jude Bellingham, and Tony Cruz in the midfield. Well, I should say in the, in the forward position with Aurelien Chouameni right behind them. So it was truly a unique way to go for Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, so see, and, and seeing that you know, um, and, and Eduardo Camavinga did end up coming in, so I was actually glad to see that Ferland Mendy got the start as well. So you you had Antonio Rudiger. Uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Carvajal and then uh, Alaba also in, in the defense as well. So I, I think as far as uh, now Ferland Mendy getting the start, I thought was great. Now he was he came out of the game in the 52nd minute, and I believe he was actually replaced uh, by uh, yeah he was actually replaced by Eduardo Camavinga. So 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 that doesn't worry too much. So the fact that Ferland Mendy in the backfield was uh, was substituted out in the 52nd minute. And then my boy Eduardo Camavinga, or Eddie as I like to refer him to, is Eddie Camavinga came in and played defense for the rest of the game. You know, I thought that you know again, you know again, I point out so people say Camavinga is awful, awful, awful. I'm like, well, if he's so awful, why is Carlo Ancelotti putting him in? <laughs> put him in in this one. He he put he deployed him as as a defender. So yeah, so. Now, Kamavinga, I think did actually. Uh, I think he did actually. Um, well, okay, he didn't actually get, get a, car, a yellow card in this one, which is good. So, so it's good to see that Kamavinga was able to go in, you know, and, and played, you know, the re you know, majority of the second half. So I think, you know, he did just fine because again, I mean, he played the the entire played that entire uh, whatever time. I mean, when he came in, well, obviously he was not going to be substituted out if he, if he was substituted in, but but the bottom line is, I mean, seeing you know Kamavinga being entrusted to take over for Ferland Mendy, I mean, hey, that says something. So. Uh, so looking at you know also I actually mentioned you no know, Luka Modric didn't even start and uh, Nacho didn't start either and you know and, and Fran Garcia as well so there was, there was, there was several actually uh, changes surprising changes that Carlo Ancelotti made and of course Carlo Ancelotti is going to make these changes when we least expect it I mean the guy the guy's been doing this for God knows how long I mean Carlo Ancelotti is far beyond a well-established legend in this game. I mean, the goat, the, the guy is the goat of Italian football, for God's sake. So, so Real Madrid really getting the win. I mean, it, it surprised me in, in seeing that Barcelona took an early lead in the sec in the in the um, in the sixth minute. You know, 
honestly, I told myself, you know, it's surprising that Barcelona was unable to add on to their lead, and I'm sure that, it, and I'm sure that they did, they did try, but I think those are times that maybe Barcelona was just a little bit in, in an unfortunate amount of circumstances, but but still, I mean, Barcelona dominant, you know, had longer ball possession. Now they had more corners. And, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, they had three shots on target and, you know, and, and only one goal counted, while Real Madrid had four shots on target and made two of them count. So it kind of seems that both clubs kind of missed out on, on some scoring opportunities or, or, or basically, or I should say missed out on scoring opportunities but could not really produce well. But, you know, and, and seeing it from it like that, you know, Goal.com doesn't even show any big chances missed, so... I and mean, that, that's one thing. Now, my, not my opinion is usually different, but, you know, Real Madrid's defense, you know, 16 clearances and 12 interceptions, I mean, that's pretty respectable right there. And then you have 12 clearances and 4 interceptions for the Barcelona defense, so. So seeing that, you know, that maybe if Barcelona didn't really have, you know, much clearances and stuff like that, I mean, maybe they would say that Real Madrid's offense was just, you know, not truly intact. But seeing that both goalkeepers registered two saves, uh, um, that says one thing. And, 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 and keep uh, Ariza Balaga, you know, having a tremendous game, you know, that, that really actually looks good. Right? Because, you know, of course, Ariza Balaga is the guy filling in for Thibaut Courtois, who, of course, is out for the season due to a torn ACL. So Ter Stegen, the German goalkeeper for Barcelona, you know, had a decent game of his own as well. So... Um, man, and, 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 you know, of course, you know, Ider Militao is, you know, out with an MCL injury, you know, going to be out for the rest of the season as, as well, so, um, and honestly, you know, still seeing how this game just got so exciting, you know, especially in the second half, you know, and it wasn't even until about, like, until the, the 68th minute that Jude Bellingham, you know, leveled the game, so, so I said to myself as well, Barcelona, you know, kind of, kind of gave up the advantage there, but... But at the same time, I mean, maybe that's true, maybe that's not, because a lot of times if Barcelona coughs up a goal and, and ends up being the equalizer, that puts Barcelona, that kicks them into high gear, or at least it can. But I guess in this one, it just, well, if it did, but Barcelona just failed to take advantage of the situation or just failed to do something about it, then, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, of course, you know, I think in Jude Bellingham's case, I mean, the fact that he scored this game winner in, in stoppage time, you know, I mean, that right there is, is what made this game, you know, just so special for Jude Bellingham as well. So, um, and, and looking at how uh, Real Madrid, you know, and, and Real Madrid, you know, their previous, uh, their, their previous game, uh, you know, in, in La Liga, you know, didn't, didn't turn, out, turn out to be so good because it was a, a draw against Sevilla on the road. So you're looking at, uh, you know, and the fact that Jude Bellingham had, had uh, scored the game winner in consecutive games, you know, the last one was against, was against Braga in the Champions League uh, group match. So, so the fact that twice, you know, in consecutive games in different competitions, Jude Bellingham's the guy that scores the game-winning goal. I mean, Jude Bellingham's just continuing to do what he does best. And you know, and, and look, looking at his stats right there, I mean, he's got ten goals in ten matches in La Liga play. He's got three goals in three matches and one assist in Champions League play. So let me go through this again. In La Liga, in ten games. Jude Bellingham has 10 goals and 2 assists. In the Champions League, he's got 3 goals in 3 matches with 1 assist. So Jude Bellingham is just doing so fantastic. I mean, he's only 20 years old. I mean, the fact that a lot of these midfielders like Chua Meni, 
Kamavinga and Jude Bellingham, you have a very, very young unit, a, a very young group of midfielders that are basically slated to be the future of of Real Madrid, and of course, you know, Kamavinga and Chouameni, the future for the French national team, while Bellingham, you know, very well the future superstar for England in the midfield position. It's good to see that Real Madrid is really utilizing and grooming these very young superstars. I mean, they're investing heavily in them, and they're building them up. So Real Madrid is basically, so far, it's, it's the investment's working out great. So we got to see how the season ends before we can say, you know, before we can say anything further. But so far, so good for Jude Bellingham. And honestly, he's got, he's got to keep it up. So now Real Madrid's next game is on the 5th of November in, in a La Liga match. Now, now their next Champions League match is on the 8th in the rematch against Braga. And this one, this time it's going to be at the Bernabeu. So now looking at the uh, La Liga standings, I mean, this loss really... You know, because going into this one, Real Madrid was already on top on top of the uh, of the standings. Okay, now if Barcelona had gotten the win, they probably would have made the jump to the top. But with Barcelona coming up short, I mean, now they're they're 24 points. They're now in fourth place in La Liga, and they're basically four points behind Real Madrid, who's tied with Girona. So, so right now their La Liga standings are Real Madrid, Girona, Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona. So. So for Barcelona, I mean, this was this was definitely an opportunity. I mean, this was really something that they were they were really hoped wouldn't happen. Now, the next match against is, is against Real Sociedad on the road. So Barcelona should definitely be able to pick up pick up this one. So, but seeing how this one, how uh, you know Barcelona coming up short in the traditional El Clasico, especially at home. That's definitely something I, I now I, I wouldn't have expected because I really thought that Barcelona was actually was actually going to come up with a huge win. I mean, I, I expected a huge win out of this one, so you know, you know, but you know, you know, it it, it it is what it is what it is. I suppose it really is. So you know, and and, and looking at it right right there, so <clears throat> like that, so. Because, you know, again, there's, all, there's the rematch. And the rematch is not until April 21st of next year. So, that one's going to be at, at the Bernabeu. So, we'll see how things go moving forward for both clubs. But, but seeing, you know, Real Madrid get the 2-1 to win over Barcelona on the road. Well, and, and of course, you know, who else but Jude Bellingham. I mean, this Real Madrid club is really, uh, well... They're hungry for a lot of things. They're hungry for to win more to win more hardware. But we all know that the ultimate hardware, hardware that they want, that would be the Champions League. So they've got a lot of competition to deal with. You know, if they're if they if they're to triumph for the fifteenth time, well, only time will tell. And Barcelona wants to be champions again as well. There's no doubt about it. So we saw basically a hard-fought contest between the two. It could have been a little bit. It could have been more competitive, but still. I can't say that we did not get our money's worth. We actually got a result that we didn't see coming. So you know what? There was some competition. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube, also on even YouTube Music. Do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure to hit the notification bell that way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one. God bless. And Hala Madrid. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.